If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good Good Yarns. Hey, welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. My name is Shad Wicker and this is your storytelling podcast where each week I get to sit down with a brand new guest who shares an outrageous and often quite funny story from their life. We've been lucky the last uh, couple of weeks. We've been getting uh, a few stories thanks to some call-outs that we do on our uh, new Instagram page. You can go and check it out, at Good Yarns Pod, or you can follow mine as well, at Wicked Shad. Uh, every week I try to put a little post up, usually on the stories, just kind of just a little bit of a thought provoker for anyone who might have a good yarn they want to share on the show. That's how we ended up with Gemma Bailey's robbery story last week and also the BDSM story. If you haven't caught those episodes, then uh, make sure you go and check them out. But uh, this week's story, I put a call out about uh, if you've had like a, a near-death experience where you're in a situation where, you know, you may have almost died and actually got contacted by a guy called Rory James. Now, Rory is a, uh, he's a radio host on the Hit Network uh, in Perth currently. I've actually met him a few times when I worked together with, with him uh, in Nova. And uh, he told me about a story about his first job as a ski instructor in Austria. Now, imagine being in charge of a group of people and, uh, you know, like a lesson, and then a situation arises where everyone in this class could be in imminent danger. How do you handle that situation? How do you get everyone out of that situation? And how do you stop them all from becoming panicked? Uh, this is set in Austria uh, at a certain ski resort where Rory worked. Uh, in a place that was called Happy Valley. Or is it? We'll find out more in this week's Good Yarns. Enjoy. St. Anton is the resort. It's ritzy as all hell. Like the resorts in Austria are like the top of the pinnacle. There's so much money getting thrown around. And I got a private school, private teaching school. So I was in like the, we had our own jackets and shit. And, you know, you swan around with this red jacket on. Everyone's like, oh, this private even though it was complete fluke that I got there. But, you know, it was a really lovely ski school to work. And there was one day in Austria, I woke up and they told me, hey, you got a group of seven people you're teaching, right? Okay. you got a group of seven people, three of them are German, two are English and one's Ukrainian. So whatever, we're not going to talk to him. But the point is we had seven. Yeah. Um, and the thing is in Austria that's different to every other resort in the world is they have this thing that's called a vertical the vertical is a lot steeper in Austria, which means that the actual incline of the slope at the topper end is a lot steeper, and that means that you get more avalanches. Okay, so, obviously... so this is like on the ski run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the ski run. The the tree line will finish at a certain point on the mountain, and there's ski runs above that point, and there's no trees to hold in the snow. So it's just basically you've got a steep slope, and there's more propensity to get an avalanche in Austria. In, in Austria, you get avalanches all the time, whereas in Canada, you don't get them. They're not as common. But, right. I mean, mate, you look up the news and you look up how many avalanches. If you look up avalanche, Europe, you get you get Austria every time because they just they happen there all the time. It's Do they yodel in Austria? Is that where the yodeling happens? Yeah, yeah, in the, in the, in the britches with the hat with the feather in it. Jeez, you'd think giant. you'd think when they've got a like you know high likelihood of avalanches, they wouldn't be developing a singing style that brings on avalanches. 
or may, maybe they do that to start the avalanche so that the, the mountain is safe. Mate, I did hear a bit of yodeling, oh, right. but um, it was probably from people shit-faced in the pub <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I didn't know where they were. Um, but, um, mate, we got it. We, got it. we, we, we had, this, had this class, and, and, and it hadn't snowed in a while, and there was a ton of snow, and it started snowing, and I thought, okay, well, you know, this is going to be a pretty standard, boring day. Um and I'm trying to navigate them up the slope in German, like, come, come to me, and then the Aussies are like, come on, dickhead, and they're like, fuck off, cunt, and then we walked up the mountain, and so we've gone up a chairlift, mm. about two chairlifts, we're probably, look, I, I don't know distance-wise, but we're probably, from, from where we've ended up to get down to the bottom, we're probably about 40 minutes away. Right. 40 minutes, and that's probably on a, that's probably on a pretty good, decent speed. I'm teaching intermediate beginners who fall over a lot, you know what I mean? And they're very underconfident. You know, they're okay. falling over all the time. So we're up, we're up at a point where, A, there is no tree line. B, it's snowed a lot. Um, and it's fairly steep at the top end of, of this hill. And the only way to get down in, in this St. Anton mountain is, is, it's called Happy Valley, which is really ominous. Um, a few announcers, a few announcers, a few Instructors referred to it. These experienced guys referred to it as Death Valley, and I didn't understand that's why. Big, but... That's a big, like, <laughs> that's a very big difference to what the original but, name was. Like, <laughs> but, but, German, Germans, Germans are very deadpan humor. I don't know if you've ever spoken to one, but they're very like it's called Death Valley, and they will, they we like straight face, but you like you don't know whether they're serious or whether they're joking. So you just never know. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're very dark sometimes. They're like, you are a convict piece of shit, you know, and then they'll smile after and you realise that that was supposed to be. Oh, humor yeah. is not good. I mean, you know that, man. Oh, man, I, had a, humor... I had a housemate, Aggie, Aganeshka, and she she's German. And oh, interesting. When I used to, like, I just, I'm not, I'm not a very fit person, but I reckon probably once no, every fortnight, <laughs> once every fortnight, Aggie would look at me and go, oh, you're looking very fat today, and then just laugh to herself. <laughs> and I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> like, 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 that's cool. That's fine to say. All right, thank you very much. Um, but, but hang on, let's talk about Happy Valley. The place is called Happy Valley, but yeah, the Germans yeah, call Valley. it Death Valley. The Germans call it Death Valley. Um, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what they were calling Auschwitz back in the day. Then. Hmm? Uh, well, <laughs> Happy camp. No, we're not making jokes about that. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the Germans, they referred to it as Death Valley, but they referred to it as Happy Valley. It, it was a bit of an innuendo when they were dating women. They'd be like, I got into Happy Valley with uh, Miss Fraulein Schmidt last night. Mm. There, was, there was a few, so you never knew. But they, look, they called it Death Valley, and the reason was, and, and, and look it up, by the way, if you yeah. ever want to, because there's basically a giant, there's a track that goes down between two sort of slopes, giant slopes. We're talking hundreds of metres high that lead to the peaks on opposite sides. So it's like, it's like a ridge, ravine, kind of going through the middle. And if it snows a lot, it's an avalanche-prone zone. So a lot of avalanches come into that area. They had a couple of big ones the year before I got there, which killed a couple of people. Um, but ironically, it is the beginner way to get down the mountain, which is the most Austrian thing you've what ever heard. Hell? Because the easiest way to get down is also potentially the deadliest um, for mass avalanches so yeah again so the, the deadliest ever, way down is where they send the beginners <laughs> you gotta understand bro that in, that in austria it's very like we know this mountain's hard mm. and we don't care because you've got a lot of money so go up and it's happy valley fine, but, but then it's, not, it's also death valley but it's happy valley but, but, 
It's happy valley, but then when it's, it's not more than three meters, can be death valley. You know, variety is important in Austria. <laughs> so, look, I mean, to paint the picture, I'm at the top of this slope, right? And I'm with these group of seven kids and, we, and, and adults, and we've been skiing for about an hour and a half. And it was about one o'clock in the afternoon, and we've all got walkie-talkies with our ski patrol and our, you know, base commanders and all that sort of stuff. And we're up there, and I'm seeing a lot of snow, and a couple of them are getting nervous and they're getting cold. I thought, you know, I might cut this lesson short about 40 minutes and get down. Um, and then it was at that particular point that they told me, I got a walkie-talkie come through, and they said, ski patrol has just designated the area that you're in an avalanche zone. And when they say that, that means that there's probably about a 60 or 70% chance you're going to get an avalanche in that area because Jesus. there's so much snow and there's so much hard-packed snow underneath that the weight is potentially going to cause an avalanche in the more it keeps snowing. And oh, it didn't so you're like on top of snow. it? Is that the idea? Like what you're on I, could avalanche? No, I, no, it's even worse, mate. I'm at the point where I'm about to go down the avalanche zone. So I'm at the oh. top of that slope and we can't get to the chairlift because it's too far away. And the only way for me to get down with these people is through the area that they've just designated an avalanche zone, which is Happy Valley or the Death Valley. So Man, I'm this, at the top of that. This sounds yeah. like the plot to a rock movie. <laughs> it's you know, and you know what's funny is that when you're in that situation, you don't you're sort of a bit scared, but you're kind of more obsessed about oh, okay, what you, you know, what you were a radio announcer. What do we got to do to sort out this situation before it all goes to shit? You know, oh, that's kind compare, of what goes through your brain. Don't compare surviving an avalanche to <laughs> no, making no, sure no. that the twelve o'clock timeout works on a radio <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, we've got to pre-record this interview. It's 10 minutes late. I hey, don't Taylor have time to worry. Taylor Swift can't get you year. out of this <laughs> problem, bro. Taylor Swift ain't saving you now. <laughs> and that, and that, that, is, that is literally what is going through your head. And I'm thinking, okay, we're in an avalanche. I've got to take these people down. And remember, these are intermediate skiers. They're not mm. great. And when you're a ski instructor, the worst thing that you can do, and when you want to get, and if any manager will know, to get the best, out of your team is you don't scare the shit out of them because the chances are they're going to fuck up even more than they were. You don't want them to fall over. You want them to get down as quickly as they possibly can. So you're not telling them that it's an avalanche zone. You're just sort of at the top of the hill going, right, everybody, uh, well, we're going to get down the mountain now and we're going to do it relatively quickly because who's not, who's not, who wants some stats, right? You're not saying, hey, there's a 70% chance we're all going to die and you need to hurry the fuck up. Does and everyone... if you do fall over, I'm leaving your ass behind. Does everyone remember pizza, french fries, okay? We're going to be doing a lot of french fries. <laughs> French fries the whole way down. Lose the ski, keep down. going, get out and walk. I'm leaving your ass behind. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, that's not, that's not the chat we had. So I translated in German to them as well. I was like, okay, wir sind die Berg bekommen jetzt. Komm mit mir, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember what I said. It's been a while since I've actually learned German. Um, and there was a few questions from people about, oh, you know, why are we cutting the lesson short? I'm like, oh, I can't say, you know, we're about to die. I was saying, oh, well, you know, it's a bit cold. You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We'll go up a bit later. I've got um, a hot date tonight, so, that, so let's just wrap this shit yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Fraulein Schmidt is waiting at the Brow House for me. I need to get down ASAP because she's fucking a rig. Um, so, so we're there in that position, and I'm looking around, and we're about to go down the slope, and there's no one around me. There's no one. Everyone's if you're on if you were going up a chairlift, you got back down the chairlift because they were taking people back down. So I've I've got seven kids. And there's this huge area beneath me in this valley and there's no one. And it's dead quiet because there's no wind. Oh, you just hear the snow falling and eerie. you can hear, and this is the scariest thing, 
you can hear very, very slight cracking. I don't know how to describe it to you, but when you've got, you've got to imagine you've got hard pack ice and then you've got soft snow and that's ever, ever so slowly adding weight and cracking the, the sort of slopey, crunchy bed underneath. And that's how you get an avalanche. So you can hear this. Um, and it's echoing through the mountains. I'm like, oh, fuck me. I'm shitting myself crazy. And this is the other thing before I get to the apex of everything. We don't have any avalanche gear because we don't have any. What's avalanche gear? A bloody bubble? Like what, what could possibly you have, be yeah, avalanche if you're gear? Going, if you're going, it's called off-piece. So if you're going off a, a ski run, mm-hmm. when you know that there's more chance of an avalanche, you have what's called, I think it's ABS. It's basically it's basically it's a parachute you pull and it brings what? you to the top of the of the avalanche. So if you get an avalanche, you can basically get brought to the top of the avalanche layer and then you can survive, basically. What? That's what it does. Like a land parachute? Um, like it's you pull literally it. like a balloon. Yeah, it's literally, you've got this big backpack on and you pull this rope and it goes, and you get brought to the top of the... What? The I've sort never of, heard of this before yeah. in my life. You've got like a yeah, mini jetpack. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. And when they find you, all they find is this little, the top of your little bubble thing. And then you sort of, everyone, if you look up anyone that's ever survived an avalanche, mm. 99% of them has had ABS. Otherwise, what you have is you have, if you go out with your mates and you're going, in a proper, you know, off-piste, but this is not what we're doing, we're on a ski run, but if you're going proper off-piste, you know, down the sides of trails that aren't marked, you have this little thing on you that beeps, goes beep, 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 and you can transmit to each other, and then you have a big stick called a probe. So if someone gets buried in an avalanche, you can actually find them with the electronic right. beeper. But we don't have any of that because these are beginners, and they don't need them because they're not going off-piste. So, but you're sending them situation. down Happy Death Mountain. Like, why wouldn't you be just strapping we, everyone we, up? <laughs> Well, it's one it was of these a happy days. Where... We didn't give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> they were expendable and also very expensive for a beaver. No, we just didn't. We didn't. We didn't have them. And the other thing, and you got you got to understand that I'm in this position where I know all this shit, but I can't tell them. It feels very bizarre. The other thing is, if you get in an avalanche, mate, there is a ninety percent chance that you're going to die because you've only got. And this is for someone who's very experienced. You've only got about. If you create an air pocket around yourself when you get buried, you've got about 25 minutes, and that's if you're breathing calmly, and that's if someone can find you. So if you're a yeah. beginner who doesn't know about any of this stuff and gets buried and you're panicking, <laughs> you're, you're dead in six minutes. And, and, and when you don't have a, I don't have a beeper or a probe to find them, the, the chances are they were going to die. And I was just thinking, what oh, the headline's going to be, you know, knob Australian leads class down, runs and gets them all killed, and then... Well, it's not going to be good for my review seeking future employment in Australia. Let's, um, like, I mean, feel free to not answer this question, but... Yeah, no, I'll answer anything. If, and I'm sure we're going to find out what happens when shit hits the fan, but were you thinking, like, were you making... Did the thought ever hit your mind of, I'm probably going to have to leave these kids behind? (laughs) Like, because you're obviously... yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yes, but no, but let me let me let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. I think in the situation, you got to think about: Can I do something if shit goes, shit hits the fan? And I'm like, no. Mm. I know. I, I mean, you could probably grab the ab- lightest one. You could probably grab the lightest one and just. Yeah, but 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 what if they fall over? Well, then, then you, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at some point, yeah, when There's push way. comes to shove, you're going to have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, the easiest way for you to go and get away from an avalanche is literally 
we're gonna we're gonna spaghetti this shit. Mm. Um, we're gonna chuck the skis together and go straight down and get the hell away from it. And even then, it's tough. But yeah, of course I did. I thought about that. I thought if they if an avalanche is coming and they stack, I I, I have to leave them because it's That's actually honestly tense. better if I come back and know where they are than me being beside them going ah oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> right true. beside them bury. I don't want to die. So this is this is what I was this is what I was going through in my mind, and I started to lead them down, and, we, and we're going down slowly. And I remember thinking, do I do I call do I call someone and tell them that I might die? And I said, well, Mum's in Australia, and it's two o'clock in the morning, so she's probably not going to answer her phone. So, and I don't want to send her a text saying, hey, if you don't, I might die. I'll send you a text in there if I'm alive, because that would be a dick move. So I was like, I can't even text anyone. So this is a very so thought, real, okay. like very real danger right now. Like you were you were there yeah. going. Oh, there is a there is a chance that I'm going to fall underneath this avalanche right now. What percentage were a, you thinking in your like in that moment? Were you like, this is fifty fifty right now? I'm either going to make it, fifty fifty chance I'm going to make it or I'm going to die, or was it like, oh, odds are in my favour? Like, what was? Well, you know, it's at the beginning when I was going down, I thought, oh, we, we should be okay. But then when I started to go down with them, and they start because they're beginners and they're falling over, and we've got to keep stopping, and I'm hearing the cracking and. Um, is you know, the falling more over falling. affecting the chance of an avalanche happening? <laughs> no, no, we're, mate. We're we're talking. We're talking like you're. In, imagine you're in a path in the middle of two two slopes, and you can look up, and it's um, you know you, you're looking at like fifteen twenty minutes of hiking time to get to the peak of these hills on either side. But that's where the snow's collecting. So, oh shit! Okay. I mean, if you're they the if they yelled. Yeah, if they yelled fuck and then shot a gun and fired a cannon into the side of the mountain, then I'd be like, well, you know, you've, you've made it significantly worse for us to get down. But no, they went with nothing like that. There was just a bit of swearing and everyone was having fun. And I'm checking my watch going, okay, blah, 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 blah. And I've got texts coming through from the guys down the bottom of the hill. My, my boss is saying, where are you? You need to get down. Because they've got different tiers of, I should have said this before, they've got different tiers of avalanche classification in Austria. They don't have this in Canada. You've got level one, which is, eh, there might be one. Level two, which is um, stick to the bottom slopes. Level three is get off the mountain. And level four is literally do not leave your lodge because the avalanches could come down into the valley. into the right. into the. And we were at level three to four. So, mm. yeah, anyway, so I'm getting them down and um, we're about halfway down. I'm hearing a lot of cracking noise and you know, they keep falling over and, and I'm starting to panic that, you know, you're doing this... It's okay. Come on, Cheryl. Get up. It's all good. We, you know, that's okay. You know, don't cry for fuck. Sake. Don't <laughs> hurry cry. the fuck up. Just hurry the fuck up. Hurry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, your husband's upset as well. Oh, well, we're all gonna learn. We're all gonna fucking learn. And you sort of having this dialogue. And about thirty minutes have passed, and we're getting down, and there's still the cracking going on, and there's no one around me, and it's an eerie silence. But basically, this this just continued on for ever we just it, of all the, the whole day this was for them the most fuck up prone zone that it was this is actually not steep for them but mm. they fucked up in this area more than ever before i thought this is definitely for the, this is god punishing me for the, this is the punishment that i'm getting i'm going straight to hell he's fucking punishing me but no we we uh <laughs> we got we we actually got down around the corner safely got out of happy valley but we were there for 35 minutes and there were little there were little sledges of snow coming down on the side to display snow, but I I was continuously hearing this snow shifting, wow. and it was bloody terrifying. That's so, so mate, this, at, at the end of the day, we I got them down, and we're and and this is for me this is the bit that I always remember rather than anything else is coming back in the ski lodge and, and all the you know the instructors are chatting about like fighter pilots. I don't know what they're chatting about their their day, and you know I did this with this client, blah blah blah, and. 
you know, they gave me a fucking schnapp. They gave me a schnapp. I'm drinking one. And, the, you know, the, the clients in my group were all chatting about what a great day they had, except for Cheryl, who <laughs> fell over 400 fucking times. And then my boss walked past me and he's having a chat to Ski Patrol because they check in at the end of the day to see how everyone's going. Doing the ski patrol, and I and I picking a bit of it in German, and I, and I heard a few things, and I went up to him. I said, "What? What were you guys talking about?" I heard <laughs> Happy Valley. What were you guys talking? What were you guys talking about? Because I just lived, lived the class down there. He said, "Oh, they, they did the whole thing. The avalanche just came down, and covered the whole valley." And this was probably right where about, you were. Yeah, about fifteen minutes after I got them down, basically the whole shoot got covered in snow, and probably I don't know how much, but it would have been enough to completely bury everyone in, in there. Um, Holy shit. So I was the last class. I was the last group to, because Ski Patrol cordoned off the top zone, I was the last class to come through there. And, yeah, about 10 minutes, and I didn't even hear the bloody thing, which is which was crazy. I guess I guess I was down past the point where, you know, they're not, they're not actually that loud when you hear one. If you hear an avalanche, it's not that loud. It's just you actually hear the cannons trying to displace snow. You don't actually hear an avalanche, but... Um, I was right down the bottom, and yeah, it covered the the whole shoot basically. Um, because we saw it the next day, and they were clearing the snow out. And I just remember sitting there going, "Oh, someone loves me," because that was fucking close. Jesus. Um, and I and I wanted to tell the group, but I'm like, you can't tell them that because <laughs> then they they'd never come back for the, the appointment the next day, and that all tipped me 100 fucking euro. I'm like, I want them. So I actually took them out the next day. <laughs> wow. So you kept going back out there. You're like, all right, well, that's like that's just life. How long did you stay there after that? Uh, about three months. Holy shit! Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's probably I, I, so that's probably the closest I've ever come to death. It was just a, a very surreal situation because I don't know. You just don't know when it's going to happen. It's just complete quiet, and at any point you can die. And it's such a you know a, an elongated period of time to trying to get this class down that I it was you know it was fucking terrifying. But at the end of the day, it was. And I've only told that, as I said to you before, I've only told like one other person that story. I don't even think I've told my girlfriend that story, but wow. it doesn't, it, it, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite a near thing. Um, but if Cheryl had fallen over a couple more times, we really would have been fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, thank fuck she started to figure it out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> 